Welcome to SEC Primetime. I'm Max Starks, he's Clint Sterner, and boy, oh boy, this week's episode is hot. It's saucy. It's one of those things, it feels so good that you, it should be a sin, a sin to have to talk about it. Now, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface this. We got a lot of movement in the coaching world. We got a carousel that's going round and round, and guess what? Guys are bobbing up and down, you know, on it. And they keep jumping off to switch to the different rides. I don't like this horse. I want that horse. You know what? I just want to sit on the sleigh. I don't really want to go up and down, but I want to go in a circle. That's what we have going on. Plus, we have a titanic matchup in the SEC championship game. You're talking about college football playoff implications in it. And, of course, I have to say, Clint, I, there's nobody else I'd rather do this with than you. As we go round and round, like those coaches <laughs> on that damn carousel, we're about yeah. to get into it. And I got to say, Clint, when we're talking about the coaching vacancies that were and now the coaching vacancies that are, it's a hell of a thing to see that many coaches flip that fast from winning programs. Not not just, ah, my team was going down, we suck, I'm jumping ship because I know I can do better here. We're talking about the one at the LSU job. We're talking about the Brian Kelly. 11 years at Notre Dame, changed that program around. 10 win seasons galore, back-to-back. Top 10 recruiting classes year after year after year. And he tucked tail on the, the, I'd say, the eve of potentially being in another college football playoff to go run down to Baton Rouge. Let me know what your thoughts are because I already know what mine are. I already know how I feel. I want to hear how you feel. Look, I, I think it's bullshit, man. I, I think it's a bullshit move by, by a coach. And, and, uh, and look, everybody out there can miss me with uh, it's a business. He's doing what's right for his family. It's $100 million. You would do the same. Miss me with all the rec- recruiting mumbo jumbo, the early December signing, bo- uh, signing, uh, signing day, and LSU needs him on the boots on the ground recruiting. Miss me with all of that because – at the end of the day, what Brian Kelly is doing right now or what he has done to the players at Notre Dame is absolute bullshit. It, it shouldn't happen. It shouldn't be allowed. It's not like anything we've seen before. We're talking about a coach opting out of the college football playoffs. We're talking about a coach that's bailed on his players, and it's bad enough you bailed, Secondly, you try. You, you, sources are saying that you're trying to take the defensive coordinator from the team before the college football playoffs. Now, we've heard from the college football playoff committee that one of their um, principles, if you will, as it pertains to um, to making a decision, is one of the principles is. Other relevant factors, such as unavailability of key players and coaches that may affect a team's performance during their season or likely will affect its postseason performance. Speaking directly to you, Brian Kelly, not only did you leave your team, but because you left your team, the College Football Playoff Committee is going to view Notre Dame as, as a team that is without a head coach, and maybe less than what they would be if they had their head coach and could possibly miss the college football playoffs simply because you jumped and ran to Baton Rouge last second. I think it's bullshit. I think it's unacceptable. I think it's slimy as hell. Um, Look, Max, this is something we've never seen, and uh, it's unfortunate for those players. I hate it for the players, to say the least. Yeah, no, I mean, this is as grimy as it gets, right? I mean, you just read off that criteria, and this team is sitting at the six hole with a a realistic shot to jump into the playoff because Oklahoma State's not going to have an easy matchup against Baylor, right? This is five versus, what, eight or nine um, for Baylor. And then Bama's playing Georgia. Think about that. Bama loses and Oklahoma State loses. Guess who's supposed to be in the fourth seed? But guess who won't be in the four seat because of a punk ass move by the head coach, a selfish, self-serving move. And yet these same coaches are the ones that get on kids for jumping in the transfer portal. Yep. 
who want to go to sunnier pastures and you're trying to preach them oh you need you know resiliency grit you need to stick it out you need to understand what it is to earn your job and the second you flash some money you bend over and you just say hey, well i'm pick these bags up good luck to you love yeah. the gold keep it shiny i'm going down south i'm trading my i'm trading it for another opportunity you're saying to the players you know what y'all are good y'all are great but guess what you're not good enough as what I can get down there. The grass is greener over there, and this isn't good enough. Ten wins a year is not good enough. Being a top ten team, it seems like every single year, is not good enough. We're independent. We're not beholden to a conference. We've kept our independence, and we've succeeded in spite of it. We've gone into the playoff multiple times. Yes, are they unceremonious exits? Absolutely. But at the same time, we've been there. You've hit that area. And now you're saying, you know what? I need this to make the extra jump. I can't do it. Even though you've been over backwards over the last 11 years, changing rules to get more of those quality players in there, and you still don't think it's good enough. And like you said, you're trying to do the extra grimy move by pulling the D coordinator, Marcus Freeman, who would have probably been the heir apparent interim head coach going into that. which would have kept stability, which would have kept things in place. And now you're trying to sabotage that. So it's almost like, hey, I'm going to sell this house, but guess what? There's a gas leak in there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> like to bread in there. But uh, go ahead. Have fun. Enjoy it while it lasts. And you're trying to blow things up. So, no, I, I think it's one of those things that karma is a mother, right? Yeah. We all know karma is a mother. And you're, walk- and you're not walking into the easiest of situations. <laughs> you're walking into the SEC West. Yeah. And you're probably the fourth, fifth best team in that SEC West before Texas and Oklahoma get there. So good luck to you, Brian Kelly. But I have no love lost for you. When you start losing LSU, I'm going to feel good about it. I'm going to be like, you know what? LSU is on my list. I hope, I hope, I hope we skull drag them because I do not like the way that that, that went down. I tried to be nice about it. It's like, Oh, you know what? I get academic requirements or stringent, but I'm like, no, 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 no. No, there's no credence. There's no quarter. You're seeking. I, you're getting no comfort from over here because I look at those young men that agreed, whose parents trusted you, trusted you with yeah. their kids and shepherding them from boyhood to manhood, and you just dropped the ball in that situation because of money. Mind you, Notre Dame has very deep pockets. Yeah. They have that their own NBC contract. So I don't get why you couldn't have went back and just said, well, you know what, LSU offered me this. What are you guys willing to offer me? My services are needed. You see where we're at right now. All we have to do is sit and wait, and we're going to luck into a college football playoff spot. And you said, "Nah, I'm good. Deuces, holla at you. Max, I don't know how the dude's going to sleep at night. I, I don't I look. I, I know that that head coaches are, are cut from a little different cloth. I mean, they got they talk out of both sides of their mouths. I get it particularly in recruiting, but I don't know how the guy's going to sleep at night, man. I mean, I, it, it's not, to me, it's not about, it's not about leaving a group of guys. It's not about, um, you know, self, telling several recruiting classes that you were going to be there for them and all this kind of stuff. It, it, it's about, it's about you've worked collectively for a year with this particular group of players and you are one week away from the decision being made that you can go, potentially accomplish, get one step closer to to winning a natty, a national title, what all coaches fight for, what all players fight for, what all athletic directors hire for, what all fans go to their buy these tickets and go to the stadium and 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 root for the national title. And you bounced. I don't give a shit about the money. I don't care about the better job. All that's true, man. Hey, I get it. You want to go to LSU, there's a way to go to LSU. There's a way to exit. And the way you're doing it, the way Brian Kelly just did it, is not it. And, I, and I'm about sick and tired of flipping my TV on or turning the radio on and listen to people make tiptoe around it and make excuses about it, knowing damn good and well if their son was sitting in that locker room one week away from a trip to the national title and the coach bailed and tried to steal coaches, and now the playoff committee's come out and said, the fact that you don't have a coach is probably going to be held against you. Man, I'd be hotter than a hornet, boy. You, Hey, look here. 
if, if my kid, if, if I were in the locker room, I'd be mad. If my kid were in the locker room, I, I'd have a hard, it'd be hard for me not to be in Baton Rouge looking for his ass, much less up in, up in Illinois, wherever in the hell, wherever in the hell Notre Dame is. I, yeah, hey, man, I, look, I ain't that. I'm looking at Brian Kelly right now. Come on, man. How do you sleep at night, Max? That's how you sleep at night, man. One Come eye on, open. Man. That's how he's doing it. And I think, but that, but that, that, but like I said, karma is, is a heck of a thing. And listen, I get it. If you're Scott Woodward, hey, listen, I had to go get the biggest gun out there. Lincoln Riley went to USC. We wanted him. I don't know how real it was with Lane, but yes, I went, I wanted to get a successful coach. Yes. Check. You got that. But boy, oh boy, there's plenty of other ways. Don't have a top 15 recruiting class. Go six and six. How about that? Go six and six, Brian <laughs> Kelly. Make yeah. it nice and easy. You know, clean cut right there. They're like, all right, you want to go? Thank goodness. We're, we're going to go get some other guys. You didn't do hey, that. Hey, Max, you want to know what's going to be interesting, man? And, and this is, again, it ain't going to be a real popular topic around the country, but it should be. Luke Fickle's fixing to – he's fixing to do it the right way. Right? I mean, yeah. he's fixing to do mm-hmm. it the right way. Yeah, he, he, he's going because I mean, he's word on the street is he's the he's the head man on the you know, he's the lead dog in the hunt for Notre Dame's next head coach. Right. Yeah. And he's got a crew right now that he's committed to. And every time he gets asked about jobs elsewhere, he spins it and turns it back to his players. Hey, that's a great opportunity. That's a great university. But right now I'm focused on winning a national championship with my players. And, and, and you watch Luke Fickles. He's going to go out there and he's going to he's going to see it through with Cincinnati. Now he may announce something, but he's gonna see it through with Cincinnati. Yeah, and 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 look, they're they're look, it's a long shot, no doubt about it. Yeah, but he's gonna see it through in terms of the college football playoffs. Now, in terms of the college football playoffs, because if they lose against US U of H this weekend, all bets are off. But no. if he wins and he stays in that in that top four ranking, he's gonna see it through, and then he's gonna take a bigger job. That's the way you do it when there's a national title on the line. Quit, quit mixing this in with the same conversation of Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma. Lincoln Riley's ass is going to a, a they, they, Oklahoma's going on vacation for a bowl game. They ain't playing for a national title. They're yeah. going, they're going on vacation. They're going to get treated like Kings. He look, Hey, Lincoln Riley, you want to go get on out of here, right? All the coaches leaving. That's one thing. Quit lumping what Brian, what, what, uh, what he's doing. In, in, in Notre Dame, what Brian Kelly's doing in Notre Dame, quit, link, quit, quit grouping that in with all this other stuff that we've seen over the last few years. It's not the same. No, it's not. Because, I mean, you look at Billy Napier, right? 11-1 squad. He's still going to coach that Sun Belt Championship game. And then after that, he's gone because it's just a bowl game, right? You know, Lincoln Riley, same thing. Like, hey, we sucked it up. We're not playing the Big 12 Championship. I didn't do my job, so I can step aside on yeah. this. Mind you, I'm going to take FOM5 with me. <laughs> that means star recruits. I'm going to take those with me. Hey, I'm going to pull a LeBron. I'm taking my talents to Manhattan Beach uh, <laughs> on the West Coast. But what Brian Kelly is doing by leaving them in the cold in a prime position for the college football playoff is by far the dirtiest thing you could do. Just no bones about it. It is dirty. It's filthy. It's slimy. And for me, I have to say that if I'm an LSU fan, I'm like, yeah, I'm happy I got him. But at the same time, I'm looking, I'm like, no, nah, this ain't right. I don't like the way we got him. <laughs> yeah. Hey, big, big Max. He's a great coach, man. Yeah, LSU got their dude. They're going to win a lot of football games, man. But we'll talk about that next week. Right yeah. now, we got to keep it real about what's going on. And this this is just the, the, the fact of the matter is, is LSU got a good one. LSU got a CEO. Yeah. LSU did a they, they it's a huge upgrade in a sense of a a true professional coach from Ed Orgeron to Brian Kelly. There's no doubt about it. But resume, when it's all said and done, yeah, resume's great. Looks that's good. That's it. That's it. He's gonna do fine. People are gonna forget about this right here. But damn it, me and you got to talk about it. I, that's yeah. just that's well, just the fact of the matter. And no, and nobody else wants to. Everybody wants to tiptoe, like you said. Everybody wants to just say, "Hey, look at all these coaching hires. Oh, big moves." You know, yeah. oh, now, hey, Notre Dame's now available. Oklahoma's now available. Just like, nah, the way that the way you got there is a lot different than how it could have been. You could have waited on that one. The I'm, LSU I'm class wasn't going to change that much had you Come declared on, today or whether you waited two weeks, right? Or even a week, right? Because you would know after the championship games this weekend. You would have known next Tuesday whether you're in or out. 
but yeah. you did it right here. Dark, you were on the recruiting trail recruiting for Notre Dame when you hit, hit your players with the text message. Like, hey, we're going to need to meet at 730. Um, got something to tell <laughs> Hell, coach, I've seen it all through social media. You, What, what are you going to tell me that's new? Yeah. What are you going to tell me? You, you're going to try to make me feel bad about being pissed off at you? Is That's all you can do at that point, right? It's yeah. different if you called them ahead of time. You weren't out on the recruiting trail. Hey, guys, listen, I know it's a tough situation, but this is something I really want to do. I'm just letting you guys know before it hits the presses, before they, before I even sign this contract, give you guys this opportunity because you deserve that. Hell yeah. no. He didn't do that. <laughs> he didn't do anything close to that. He, no, no, no. Hey, hey Max, he, he's got to get there, – there's got to be a ton of blowback since this – since this uh, the college football playoff that the, – the, the chair spoke of, about about the principles and um, I mean it, it, there's got to be some blowback man because it speaks it speaks specifically to what Brian Kelly has done to Notre Dame and how and how it is it is viewed negatively in in terms of the committee judging who gets into the college football playoffs there, there's no there's no way that the national media hell there's no way that LSU media um, doesn't doesn't have to give some kind of opinions about what he's what he's doing because it's it's hell it's in the spotlight now i mean the the, the college football playoff committee uh has has made it has made it a a uh, a talking point it's got to be discussed at this point well i mean yeah that that was that was like hey listen um, so how we came up with these rankings you know we got one through four and you know this is how it's going to be oh yeah by the way <laughs> Oh, sorry. There's some fine print here, but we put it in bold just in case y'all are hard of reading. You know, you can read this. Um, if you do not have the requisite players or coaches available that would that would not enhance your chances in the playoff, the committee will look at that and respond in kind. Thank you. If you wear navy and go, I'm sorry. No, no, that was in the borders. I didn't mean that. That any team could wear navy and gold, but mm, yeah. Le oh, leprechauns. Oops, sorry, I wrote that there. Four leaf clovers. Um, yeah. Anyways, I'm talking about Notre Dame. <laughs> you will not. Uh, hey, hit them with the Gandalf. You shall not pass. <laughs> yeah. You know? Hey, hey, and there's a chance, Max. Let's be honest, man. Is with the same record as as Oklahoma State. And your only losses to a top three football team right now, top four football team in the college football playoff ranking. You, is there is there a chance? You tell me. Is hmm. there a chance that that Brian Kelly's decision impacted them being number six this week instead of being number five? Because college football playoff rankings are out. They came out. They came out a little earlier. They mm -hmm. they are right now. Notre Dame is sitting at number six. Oklahoma State sitting at number five. I'm going to tell you, yeah. based off what I've watched, I've covered college football for about six, seven years now. Yeah. Based off what I've watched this college football playoff committee do, they ain't never put in Oklahoma State with the same record. With the same record, mm -mm. they're never putting Oklahoma State over Notre Dame in the rankings. No mm -mm. chance. It, hell, mm -mm. Brian Kelly's decision may have already impacted Notre Dame in their rankings, much less what it does in the final rankings next week. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, look, th think about what's going to happen next week because they're idle, right? And you got, what, Ohio State? You got Ole Miss right behind you? That would be a hell of a thing if Ohio State, just standing still, gets into the playoff. <laughs> hey, hey, Max, check it out, man. If Oklahoma State is going to be – they're going to be in a dog fight to get number four even if they win. I'm going to be yeah. honest with you. Even if they win, they're going to be in a dog fight, which they shouldn't be, but they will be, Yeah, right? Because what they're going to be staring at is they're going to be staring at a one-loss Notre Dame football team. They're going to be staring at a two-loss Alabama football team. And they're going to be staring at a two-loss Ohio State football team. And, and, and that's, that's the trouble that Oklahoma State is going to face if they win. If they lose, they don't have a chance in hell. And that, that's yeah. if they win. The problem is Notre Dame typically, typically would be in and it'd be a no-brainer if Oklahoma yeah. State were to lose. But because of Brian Kelly's decision, a 10-1 Notre Dame team is going to be – they're, they're going to they're miss out to a two-loss Alabama team or a two-loss Ohio State football team because of what Brian Kelly just did. 
Absolutely. And, and that, and that is the ultimate crime. Not only did you leave, but then it's the aftermath and the aftershock that you're also leaving in your wake, right? It, you know, the tornadoes are bad in the moment, but it's the, it's, it's the time after also that, that affects you. The yep. devastation that you leave. And he's leaving devastation in his wake because you made this decision before the CFP met together. So they already knew this. You're obviously a better draw, a better traveling crowd in Notre Dame because you're all over the country. Golden Domers come from oh all national brand, part. no question. And now, because of your decision, and then some of the 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 alleged things that we've heard about who you're trying to take, you're you're crippling this team for the rest of this year. All the goodwill that these boys have given to you, and all of the work that you've done, flushed down the toilet, flushed absolutely down the toilet. Because I tell you what. Next, come this time next week when we're having this conversation, we might be even more fired up yeah. <laughs> than we already are right now yeah. because we've also been in that seat. We've been those kids. We've been the student athlete that yeah. has seen a coach have to make some decisions. I remember when I was at Florida, when Steve Spurrier left, right? We won the Orange Bowl. We didn't make it to the national championship. That was probably, I would say, probably one of our most talented teams. but. We played the Orange Bowl. We won the Orange Bowl, and then he made the decision to leave. Wanted to go to the pros. Hey, coach, listen, I get it. You want to see if you can if you can cut it up at the highest level, but you finished the job. Yeah, you finished the job. So I can respect that. I always respect Coach Furrier for that. But to do it and to know that you have purposely, after these kids have busted their butts, played injured, sick dealt with COVID protocols and still went to school and kept their GPA high enough in those tough classes. And this is the way you reward them. This is supposed to be the reward at the end of the year. You got through 12 game season, you lost one and you lost to a top, top three team in Cincinnati. You know, I know they see them at the four seed. They're a top three team. Dang it. I don't care what you say because they should have been up there earlier. Hey, Max, Max, what's them, them two trophies you got back behind you? What are those oh, trophies back yeah. there? You mean the twins? What are those back there? Yeah, th those are those are Super Bowl championships on either side. Yeah. Could you imagine playing 16 ball games in the NFL, boss, and you get into the first or second round of the playoffs? Or hell, in this case, you get to the uh, – I'm assuming that's the AFC championship, if I can see them helmets right. The yeah. AFC championship ball game, and your coach walks in and says, hey, man, um, y'all, good luck, fellas. I'm out of this summer. Oh, by the way, I'm going to take, uh, take your defensive coordinator and, all, and, and I'm going to take him with me. Y'all, uh, good luck, boys. Yeah. What? He would, he would, would have made it to the front door. Would I be working my whole life for? Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen. Come on. Listen. Listen. He wouldn't have made it to the front door. Well, Come on, I take man. that back. He would have got through the front door. just wouldn't have been <laughs> on his own power. <laughs> or something like that. I'll just say that, you know, because there's already enough testosterone in there that, yeah, he, would, hey, he hey, wouldn't hey. have made it out alive. Saying that with a straight face. I'd be like, listen. Hey, legit. April 1st? No, no, no. <laughs> No, that's it's January twenty seventh. Okay, January twenty. Yeah. So it's not April Fool's Day because this dude is a plum fool right now, and he about yeah. His legs are getting whipped automatically. <laughs> I mean, could you? I, I'm for real. I mean, that's that's dead serious. That's what yeah. I said. What did these young kids say now? Dead ass. Dead, dead ass. Dead ass. I'm dead, <laughs> yeah. I'm dead. I mean, could you imagine them things up about, right over each of your shoulder right there? You worked your whole life to get it. Some dude would have walked in and said, "Hey, I'm gonna go over here. Hey, I'm gonna go over here to the NFC and coach the Cowboys. Good luck over there, man." Yeah, man, get the hell out of here. Ain't nobody better opportunity there, over man. there. What? Come on, man. What? Come on, man. Did you see what their record was? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, no, I, I'd be pissed. But you know what? We 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 have we have hashed, rehashed, and guess what? We're we're gonna eat this like some leftovers next week because I know there's gonna still Love be it. some blowback. Before we finish up the show, let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bet River Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up with Bet Rivers yet, now's the time because they're offering a $250 match bonus for your first deposit. But what sets them apart is that they require just one playthrough to turn your bonus into cash money. With their new Rush Play instant approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer, more secure, and more reliable. With football season almost at its end, get in on the action by going to betrivers.com today or by downloading the Bet Rivers iOS app. 
Must be 21 years or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's talk about the other hires. Billy Napier going to Florida, my alma mater. This is one I'm personally happy about. I love the hire. I love Billy Napier. I like his pedigree. His tree has already got so many branches on it, right? He's been under Dabo. He's been under Saban. And he went down to, to Louisiana and made them a reputable name that we talk about. Yep. So you've done it. 11 and one. You're about to compete against App State for the Sun Belt, which he's going to coach that game. He's going to coach another game. Yeah, there's the right way to do he's it. He's going to another school. And, you know, I like the brand of discipline that he has. You know, he those boys are going to work. And one of my good friends is an assistant line coach down there. We've talked about it. And he's just been impressed by what he's seen in a year with him. And he's been around. You know, this is one of my teammates. He helped me win one of these. So yeah. I, know, I know the character of that guy. And I know when he says something, he means it. And he's like, man, this dude is phenomenal. He's like, Florida is getting one hell of a coach that, A, we're not going to worry about discipline issues. Because remember how many times we talked about it this year, Clint, alone, discipline issues, right? Yep. And we can even go to last year, the Marco Wilson shoe toss. You know, those are discipline things. How do you not get up for South Carolina after, after, after getting your butt spanked in Jacksonville by Georgia? Yeah. You got to have some get back. And then you let an FCS school score 52 points on you and have a lead for a majority of that game. I, I, I personally, and you've lost the last five power five meet, uh, meetups. So yeah. I get why Dan Mullen was gone, but I like what's coming in there. And it also, it's a fresh perspective. It's a younger coach. He's not one that's rotated around the power fives as a head man. No, he has been self-made in that process and he's earned his way into this position. So I like Coach Napier being there. I think he's going to be a great addition to the Florida Gator group. And I'm excited. I've already tweeted about it a number of times about how excited I am that he's coming there because I think he was the right one. I didn't need Elaine Kiffin. I didn't need another one of these sexy names that comes with a brand. I want a coach that's going to go in there and going to hit it from the ground up, and he's going to build the program the way he wants it to be built off of his philosophy and not just come in and kind of fit into the slot that you need him to fit. You know, this is a guy that, you know, my buddy Darnell was saying, he's like, man, he's like, I will recruit guys. And, you know, most guys are like CEOs and they'll just let their coaches do the recruit. He's like, dude, he watched the film and he sent me his own handwritten evaluation notes off of what I sent him. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That doesn't happen. That doesn't yeah. happen. Yeah. Yeah. I, look, I, I love to hire, man. I mean, I don't know Napier personally and, and I don't, I don't know anybody that knows him as closely as you do. But I, I do, I do do some media work in South Louisiana, and and I know before he ever was on the radar for Florida, um, I know that there's there's, I mean he's held in high regards, man. Across, I mean whether it's former players, former coaches, current media members, I mean everybody speaks extremely highly of him. And usually when it's something that's a message uh, that that's that consistent about a person. Usually it's it's pretty genuine and pretty sincere. I know this. I know what I love about him is that there's two things. I know that he recruits his ass off, um, and I know he's done more with less. What he was able to do at, uh, at at Louisiana Lafayette consistently was was awfully awfully impressive. Um, not that he didn't have really good athletes down there, because there's there uh, South Louisiana is a lot like Florida from the standpoint of there's athletes running everywhere. And you can you can get the undersized guys in South Louisiana and go whoop a lot of ass if you want to, and and uh, and he and he's proven that. But you talk about a dude that's a CEO, a dude that recruits his ass off, a dude that's always done more with less. And then fourth, I'll reiterate what I just said is I, I think Florida is a unique place. Like Florida, the state of Florida is a unique place in a sense of 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 how you have to recruit it, the type of dudes that are down there. Um, I think I think South Louisiana is the most similar um, similar kids to what I, what I've what I've played with and, and what I've been around in in all all of my travels in football is you got dudes from South Florida and dudes from South Louisiana they're they're completely different but they're different like they're the one like if you can if you can deal and survive and exist and recruit and thrive more importantly in that environment then 
you got a leg up. And I think he's done. He's obviously proved he can do that in South Louisiana. I'd be shocked if he didn't do it to an amazing level uh, all over the state of Florida, all over Georgia. And, you know, talk about the fertile recruiting grounds of Lake Charles, Louisiana, all the way over to Biloxi, Mississippi. I don't know if there's anybody that's traveled those, that's that's recruited those roads harder than Billy Napier. I mean, and, so yeah, you got a you got a monster, man. I I I love it. I love the hire. I think he's gonna crush it at Florida. I think it's a great time to enter that that east side of the of the conference right now because it's down other than Georgia. Um, I, I think he's gonna absolutely crush it. Yeah, you you've only get you've only got one target, and that's Georgia that you got to go after. Yeah. Whereas you go in the West, it's a hornet's nest. You don't know who's going to sting you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it could be Auburn, it could be Texas A&M, it could be Arkansas, it could be Ole Miss, and then yeah. you still got to deal with that juggernaut that's called Bama, and then you still got Texas Oklahoma coming over in a couple of years. So, well, know. look, Max, the truth of the matter is, boss, when we're talking about the East, man, is you got Georgia and Florida. We're talking about dudes now. When we're talking about players, when we're talking about Max Starks of the world. You got Georgia and you got Florida in the East. Every now and then Tennessee will sneak up there. But you got, if you're talking about paper, on paper, best rosters, you got Georgia and you got Florida. There, if he goes in there and recruits, if he goes in there and develops, if he goes in there and puts, a, like you said, some discipline inside those walls, he's going to take the field every Saturday afternoon. Other than when he plays Georgia, he's going to take the field with a superior horse, if you will. He's with a bigger, faster, stronger horse. And that's just the fact of the matter. And that's not the case everywhere, but it's definitely the case in the East when things are rocking and rolling at Florida. Yeah, it's, it's taking a Mark Stoops approach and putting it in a Florida program. That's right. Great call. Great call. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. They're not, as long as you know you're not going to beat yourself every Saturday, and it comes down to mano y mano, like you said, the, the superior, faster horse that has those blinders on is not worried about what's on his inside yeah. or outside lane that horse is going to run. And so yeah. I feel really good about it. And I'm glad that we had this good moment because now we're about to get back in, into the dirty stuff again. <laughs> Lincoln Riley, how scared are you of the SEC? He has PTSD, Clint. That's what I'm going to say. He has PTSD from all the playoff games. He's gotten spanked by Georgia. He's gotten spanked by Bama. He doesn't want any parts of it. He didn't even want it when they announced it when the administration announced that they were going to be moving to the SEC, he didn't even want He's like, I told you I didn't want to go. I told you. Listen, <laughs> them guys next door, they don't play fair. I don't like it. I'm taking my ball and I'm leaving. That's what Lincoln Riley did. He said, I'm going to go as far away from here as possible. And literally USC outside of like Washington, taking the Washington job, the right. furthest west you can go. The Literally. furthest west you can go. He's going to end up in the Pacific Ocean if he went any farther. I'm sure if University of Hawaii was a better program and played in the Pac-12, he'd be in Hawaii right now. He'd have took that joker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, man, look, Max. I, hey, you call it scared, I call it smart, baby. <laughs> I call it smart, man. Hey, look, we, we, you and I just got through talking about that SEC West, and more than likely, that's exactly where Oklahoma's going to land. And yeah. I'm going to be honest with you, man. You, you look at that ACC – and, and, and you look at that, really, the Big 12, the, the place he's been living in the last few years, and you look at that Pac-12, man, you got one, maybe two games on your schedule, including the championship, by the way, including yeah. the championship, because what, what we set up, what, what are we doing? We, we're set up right now for, uh, for Oregon to play. I, I think Utah. Utah was ranked number 25. Where they, where'd they end up? Did, oh, they, they bumped them to 17 because they got them a nice dub last week. But, yeah. but there, there's – I mean, the, the, the Pac-12, boss, I mean, you start the whole schedule, maybe one, maybe two games that you got to get through. And, man, compare, comparatively speaking to the, the path that it takes to get to the college football playoffs from the SEC, hey, man, you call it scared, I call it smart. Let me get my $100 million and let me go ahead to buy all of my houses and let me head out to L.A., baby. I'm going to take that easy path to the college ball playoffs any day of the week, man. Hey, listen, I'm going to say one thing. Them taxes ain't, ain't, ain't that easy. That <laughs> million don't quite go as far as it does 
in Norman, Oklahoma. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, you want to get on Manhattan Beach? <laughs> that pay stub. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, those taxes ain't no joke out there. But I mean, but I see why Lincoln Riley would be attracted to that job. I, I can see why he would want to go out there, right? Because the Pac-12 is probably the closest thing that resembles the Big 12 to him without all the yeah. Because yeah. the Pac-12 is going to be there. And they got that alliance and everything else. And like you said, that one game is an if one game. That game might be just the championship game because yep. Oregon's in the north, you're in the south. So you're talking about Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Utah, UCLA. UCLA. Where, where's that big bad dog? That big bad dog is up north. Yeah, it's you ain't got to see him till it's championship time. Yeah, you ain't got to see them till championship time. So I get it. it. It's 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 very cushion. You're saying, hey, if I can, and and also if he can keep the recruits in California, that's the other thing. I think he has a name that can keep them in California. Because think about this, Bryce Young. Where was he committed before he went to before he went to SC. Alabama? SC. He, was, he was on camp. If he was on campus, even if he wasn't on campus, he was on campus. So I yeah. think when you look at that. You're saying, hmm. If I can keep that kid, a couple other kids, I can't remember off the top of my head, a couple running yeah, backs. It wasn't, wasn't Stroud, wasn't the kid at Ohio State. C.J. Stroud, exactly, kid? yes. Or C.J. Stroud, right, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's two. If I get one of those two, where's my program today? Come on. And then you're already going to get the best wide receivers. Look how many receivers leave SC and go to the pros yeah. year after oh, year. Oh, look, I, look, there ain't, yeah. there ain't no doubt, Max, that that Lincoln's yeah. going to go out there and do his thing. The, 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 yeah. the, thing about, the thing about Lincoln going to USC – and, and look, I don't know if there's any good way to, to leave a program like that. I mean, he started on third base when Stoops handed him the keys to Oklahoma. And yeah. he's at a point right now where, man, if he don't win 10-plus games and if he ain't in the college football playoff contention this time of year, every year, he's going to be viewed as, a, as, as an underachiever. And so it may, maybe it's a good time for him to leave. What, what I don't like about Lincoln Riley leaving is Lincoln Riley going on with Scott Van Pelt, who's one of my favorite dudes in, in the media business, by the way. Um, yeah. It, which I don't think it's a secret. I think everybody loves Scott. By the way, I, yeah, I'm, I'm saying that I'm saying that like I'm stepping out of the damn limb or something. But but <laughs> <laughs> but but look, I mean, he goes out. Well, hey, hey, well, Scott, man, I promise I didn't talk to him until early Sunday morning. Come on, Lincoln. We know your agent been talking to ass for for a week, man. What the hell are you talking? Just because you didn't verbally speak to them on the phone with Come words, on, man does not mean that you have not known hey, been privy to it. <laughs> you better check you better check Link, Lincoln's uh his his web history, his internet history. I bet I bet his <laughs> browser. Oh, uh, look his browser. Yeah. Look, I, I bet he been googling the shit out of uh out of USC's roster. I finding out who he's got, who he can get rid of, who's who can play, who can't play. Yeah. Come on, man. You got to be kidding me. That hey. you know that that whole that whole lane, you know, that kind of lame Poor little old me. No, man, just bow, you, hey, bow your neck, stick out your chest and say, hey, man, it was time for a change. Don't give me this. You didn't talk to him. That number one, that kind of, I don't know, tiptoeing around, you know, the the you leaving. I, I think that's silly. And, but, and then number two, I mean, my man is straight. I mean, they're, they're transferring out of OU left and right. He's already flipped a five-star quarterback, the number one quarterback in the country. He's already flipped him. Or let me say this: He hadn't flipped him. I don't think. I think Malachi Nelson, the uh, the, the number one quarterback, five star quarterback in twenty twenty three, has decommitted from OU. I'm assuming. I believe he's a California kid. I'm assuming yeah. he's going to end up. He's going to end up uh, committing to USC. But that's the the way you leave the little BS kind of comments and the poor little old me. And then, man, you just you the just robbed shots. the cradle, man. Oh yeah, man, shots. that hurts. That hurts. Darn. Yeah. Oh, that hurts. Yeah. Come on, man. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's own up, be a man about it, right? I mean, you made that decision, live with it. We get because here's the thing. I'm okay with it because I get why you did it. Yeah. I get why you did it. Whether it was running from the SEC or whether you wanted to be king of the hill out on the West Coast, you wanted to have a, a crib like Cliff Kingsbury. You wanted that little <laughs> That, that one where you can see the ocean or mountains or whatever you wanted. I get that. I think that, I think that was his backyard, but, but, I, but I, know, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, want, he wants that type of crib. I get it. Hey, listen, Link, I get you. But I think at the same time, like you said, just own it. Hey, listen, it's a better opportunity. 
with the way that the, the landscape shaping, the way the Big 12 is happening. Yeah. I just want to, I just want to change. And I don't want to wait till we get to the SEC to make that decision. There's an opportunity here. Boom, I'm going. All right. I love you guys. I've taken you to college football playoffs. You guys are in good hands with whoever comes there yeah. next, probably Lane Kiffin. Um, we're good. We're good. Another offensive guy. I've washed my hands of this. You know, I tried to make it work. It didn't work. <laughs> yeah. I think I think the, the most recent news that dropped is is rumor has it that it star wide receiver Marvin Mims, who was uh, I, I know I know of him because he was Mr. Texas a couple of years back before he went to OU. I think he's their their number one receiver. He's he's a word on the street is he's he's transferring as well. He's entering the transfer portal as well. Well, hey, surprise, <laughs> surprise. My coach who likes to throw the football all around the place is going somewhere else where he's going to get an even better guy to throw the ball all he's around the place. going to L.A.? What? I'm going there. <laughs> I want to go to a red carpet. I, I want to hang out yeah. with Dr. Dre. I want free beats. That's right. <laughs> hey, they're building that huge George Lucas building right next to the stadium. If he's a Star Wars fan, he's going to be in heaven. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like – Listen, I want to go there. Get, get, uh, hey, with NIL, come on. I got to get at least one stand-in in the background of a commercial. <laughs> one, just one of these. Just walk it. Just walk, or just stand still. I, I'm all about that life. Listen, I don't blame Marvin Mims. I don't blame any of the other guys that, that would want to go. Because, heck, if my coach is going and I know I was an elite player, hey, I don't mind being a Trojan. I like the history there. <laughs> you know, I, I – yeah. They, they have championships also in that case when you walk in there. Now, they haven't had any since it switched from 10 to 12, but that can change. You can be a part of that difference, you know, because I called a game at the L.A. Memorial Coliseum, the USC-UCLA game, and like I said, that wall, when you're walking down into the stadium, there's a lot of Hall of Famers. There's a lot of All-Americans. There's a lot of national champions as you walk down there, and there's there's a mystique. There's, there's an expectation when you go to USC, and – like you said, the, the 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 big dogs in the north. You ain't got to see him. You ain't got to see him till it comes championship time. So I, hey, I, I was I, I was I was laughing and making the joke about him running and tucking tail from the SEC because obviously a lot of people don't want that beef. They don't want the That's beef. Right. They, they don't want to hey. go through the fire we've been through, Clint. Fair, fair. They don't want. <laughs> they don't want hey. that smoke. They hey, don't want that smoke. It ain't for everybody, baby. It ain't for Listen. everybody. You know. <laughs> Some people, some people want their ribs boiled. They don't want them smoked. Listen, That's right. I'm just telling you, some people want to throw it in the oven, smoke free. I was like, you come to the SEC, right. you're getting smoked, grilled, smothered, scattered, fried, everything. If you come, to the SEC. you gotta, yeah, you gotta have a strong mind if you want to come into our conference. <laughs> and ain't for everybody, baby. It's okay. It's okay. Go out there and live that life, man. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, exactly. He don't want Micheladas. He wants mimosas. That's okay. <laughs> if that's what you want to do, I get you. You want a brunch? I get it. You want a brunch? You don't want. You don't want that Sunday sit down family meal. You don't want that. I get it. You want to be able to brunch and go. You know what I'm saying? Pull up the valet, that's right. walk in, have an avocado toast and a mimosa, and, and hit their highway. I get it. That's cool. That's cool with me. But um, but yeah, man, I I think it's one of those things funny. So I mean, that's just the most recent, and we haven't even gotten to the big game yet. The big game that is going down Saturday in Atlanta, and we'll close it off with this, getting this um, wrapped up, but Big Bad Bama, who we can argue how big and bad they are right now, but it's still it's still Alabama. They still got the A on the side, and those guys are still going to show up, and Bryce Young's still a heck of a quarterback, going up against a juggernaut in Georgia. Uh you know, I look at this game and yes, there is a shot that Bama can win. Let, let me just put that out there. There is a shot because it is Nick Saban, right? Nick Saban is the master of game planning and getting the best out of his guys. I just don't, I just think it's Kirby's time. I think what Kirby has built over the last four years, I don't know what he got Jordan Davis at as a freshman. But what he's grown Jordan Davis into, <laughs> I mean, he makes me look small and he runs faster than me. That's one of those things where you're just like, that's not humanly possible. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. It was like when Shaq went to the NBA in 92. We haven't seen this before. Our, our goals aren't even 
aren't even strong enough to hold when you dunk with full power. Like I, we, we don't even have the right goals right now. Like yeah. George Davis's uniform had to have been hand stitched every week. I feel like, but when I look at this Georgia Bama game, I think that Bama they're just outmatched. I think it, it can be close. I think it can be a 10 point game. I think it can be a 10 point loss for Bama. And with what happened to Notre Dame, could they possibly slide in? Maybe kind of sort of if Oklahoma state stubs their toe. Absolutely. I could see them putting a two loss Bama team in because you have the precedent. The only problem is if you slide them in at four, you're going to see the sec championship game all over again. And do I want to see that? Or do I want to just go ahead and put Ohio state who didn't make it into their, who didn't win their division, who does not go into the championship game, who got embarrassed by Michigan go into this and we see a repeat, you know, of what we saw from, from Michigan last time they played, you know, um, a week ago. So that's my only concern is, is because of Notre Dame, it really screws things up. It really makes it a tough decision. I mean, we as college football fans need to root for Oklahoma state to win. And then it, then it it not be a factor. It comes down between Oklahoma state and the one loss Notre Dame. And and I, I think they're going to pick Oklahoma State, partly because uh, because of Brian Kelly's decision. But I think that 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 makes everything it cleans everything up a bit. Yeah. Um. If if Oklahoma State loses and Alabama loses and Ohio State's already sitting there with two losses, now you got a traffic jam at at five trying to get to four. We'll see what they do. Um. As far as the game goes, man. Look, I to hell with Kirby. To hell with Saban. Um. This is about the games I've watched. I mean, this is about the 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 eye test. This is about the eye test for me. Georgia started the season and were dominant from jump, and they've gotten better. They've committed to Stetson Bennett as their starter. Stetson Bennett's gotten better. His his targets around him have gotten better. I'm not talking about the run game. I'm talking about the ability to toss it around the park. I'm talking about his ability to move the chains with his feet. They've consistently gotten better. Every time I turn the Georgia film on, I watch a dominant football team that is very convincing. Every time I turn Alabama on, no matter who it's against, I watch a team that's very vulnerable, that's winning by the skin of their teeth, that hasn't had the ability to separate the way Saban teams have been able to separate in the past. And the last taste in my mouth is Alabama versus Auburn and I watched an Alabama football team get absolutely dominated in a way that we haven't seen in a long, long time. In fact, it's funny. It's funny how average dudes look. It's funny how average dudes look when all of a sudden their right tackle can't block that defensive end. When all of a sudden, when all of a sudden Jamison Williams or whatever his name is, the receiver, he goes out and you don't have, you don't have four first round. Uh, uh, wide receivers running around and a first-round tight end and a first-round running back behind you. You don't have all that. It's pretty interesting the way that all of a sudden dude looks average. Now, he came out of his shell. The offensive line gave him a little bit of time. He spun it around the park, and they were able to win that ball game. However, Georgia ain't Auburn, partner. No, sir. Georgia ain't Auburn. Nope. They're going to line up, and they're going to be able to pressure you the same way that Auburn pressured you, and they're going to do it for four quarters. They're not going to do it for three quarters and three quarters of the fourth quarter and then let you slide back. They're going to they're gonna keep the dogs on, and I just believe that the eye test to me tells me this ain't even going to be a game. Yeah. It ain't going to be a game. George, George is going to run away with this thing. I don't know. I don't know if Alabama – I don't know if they can score points against Georgia. Okay. I mean, they, they can score. They, they, I think they'll score points. I just don't think – that. like I watched – they scored three points in, 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 in all but a minute and a half of that game versus Auburn the other day. Yeah. I, I, Max, I, I don't know if they can go out there and score 21 against Georgia. Well, and look at LSU. Look at that LSU game. Scored 20. Yeah, exactly. And, and they struggled, struggled to get to 20. Yeah. And so, yeah, to score three touchdowns, I don't see that happening. Georgia Georgia is not giving that up. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Hey, and like you said, how – listen, the way that Auburn – but they got – they can get there with four. 
They don't have to blitz. They don't have to dog. Their four D linemen yeah. will, will be given will be passing breathments to Brian to Bryce Young. <laughs> hey, there you boom, go, young boom, right in your mouth. <laughs> boom, right in your mouth. Because that's where I'm at every time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I and, and and Alabama's banged up. I mean, look, I mean, the way Auburn made Evan, what is 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 there their what's their right tackle's name? Evan Neal. Is that yeah, Neal. Yeah, Evan Neal. The way that Auburn made him look, really the whole offensive line looked looked bad all night long for Alabama. But we'll center in on their best player, and he struggled mightily. And and it only gets worse from there. Man, I look, I I just don't see I don't see how Alabama scores enough points to win this ball game. And I think Georgia treats him just like they've treated everybody else. It may be a game, a touchdown game in the first half, but down the stretch. They stretch this thing out, and it's game over. Yeah, no, I'm completely with you. I think this is this is this is the this is the beating that people have been waiting to see by Alabama for like the last decade. They've been waiting yep. for one of these, and I think they're going to get it Saturday night. I think they're going or Saturday afternoon. They're going to get yeah. they're going to get their wish. And Kirby and company, long long overdue. And trust me, as a as a full blooded Gator that hates everything, dog, I tell you what, I'm going to be rooting for them in this game because I would rather see them than to see Bama get by on their laurels and get on their history. I want to yeah. see something fresh. Georgia got close a couple of years ago, and it was a hell of a, a hell of a championship game, but. Yeah. Now it's time for Georgia to step into the spotlight and, and bring some prestige and bring it back over to the east side because the light's been shining in the west for a long time. So yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. I think this is going to be a great championship weekend. I mean, heck, and I'm going to do that Oregon-Utah game. So <laughs> Oh, nice. Yes, yeah, so I'll be nice. in Vegas while everybody's in Atlanta having a good time. But trust <laughs> me, I, I'll go ahead. I'll lay a bet down uh, on Bet Rivers uh, for you, for you, Clint. Come on, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, we ain't feeling sorry for your ass. I'm going to be in Vegas while everybody else is in Atlanta. Yeah, let me tell you, I, I, I'm feeling for you, baby. You got a rough life. Listen, listen you see that right there? That's the world's smallest violin playing for right. me. I'm, right. I'm, I'm going to go get some cheese with my wine. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Make it Gouda. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Oh, but now, Clint, man, hey, man, this has been a great episode. Once again, to all of our subscribers, all of our fans, thank you guys for supporting us. Once again, please make sure you click like, subscribe, and keep us doing what we do best, and that's bringing you the best, hottest commentary from the greatest conference of them all. It's the Southeastern Conference. We're fueled by Bet River Sportsbook, and you guys can catch us every week. So with that, I bid you adieu. Great gaming this weekend. Enjoy the championship games. We'll be back with more hot takes this time next week. Peace. Peace.